0: Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, Your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, Give it up for Mike. Coming to you live, on tape, from the penthouse of a partially completed commercial high-rise in glamorous Hollywood adjacent California, from the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of one of LA's leading cement factories, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully, joining me again today, the host of the Sharp Tongue Podcast, Upstate New York's gift to the world. <laughs> the People's yeah. Champ, hello and welcome back. And happy 2020 Jesse May Pelosi. Upstate's
1: gift to the world. You know what's funny is. Um, is that
0: Sam Tripoli would consider those fighting words? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sam Tripoli and I want to go on an upstate New York comedy tour, which I think we still
0: will do. I think you ought to.
1: Yeah, I think we should too, especially because we're so different on stage that it would provide a little, you know, a. Um, a nice
0: uh, combo package. I think because everything has been done, we have such a super saturated... <laughs> Good coffee? Hot was coffee? hot
1: tea. I almost burned the fuck out of my... I Wake up. Burned... It's time to do
0: radio. God. That's how we roll at SiriusXM. Almost... 175 degree tea. Am I bleeding? Burn your mouth and start being funny.
1: Am I bleeding?
0: No, I don't see <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry for mocking you. It's okay. I almost hit joking. Wanda Sykes in the parking
1: lot, so oh, I really? probably deserve it. Yeah, yeah, she had...
0: probably deserves it. When what did you in. almost how did in what manner did you almost assault oh, her, her
1: and Paige her partner were walking not like her life partner her, her platonic work partner they own Push It Productions they were walking they came around a corner and I was driving and I was like oh shit I, I mean I said she didn't hear me but we know each other and I just kind of waved yeah and I was like hey sorry to almost run you over it's not even like you know. 9 a.m. yet.
0: Way too early in the day to be murdering Wanda. Sykes
1: Way too early to be murdering Wanda Sykes. So here's what
0: I was saying. For hello, sure. Hello, hello and nice hello, to see
1: you. Hello, Tully. I want to tell you before we get going, and I forget people. I said last time that I'm the only the people's champ on this show, but people have told me that I'm also the people's champ out in the world. So I think I got upgraded. It's really happened. Yeah. Like six people said it. That's
0: well, that's a start. <laughs> I always ask people, and I'll say it again now, people always ask how they can help with the show. They're always asking me if I download it like this or if I write to SiriusXM on Twitter, and the fact of the matter is nobody nobody gives a rat shit about me around here.
1: They care, totally. But what
0: does help, That listeners care, and that's what I'm getting at. The powers that be could give a shit, that's fine. The feeling's kind of mutual. If Shots people, fired. If people, well, they're going to have to Sir- listen to the shot.
1: SiriusXM. Do you
0: know what? If I get in trouble <laughs> for this, it'll be progress. But if people listen to this, just start following you on Twitter. What's your Twitter again?
1: Uh, Queefy May. And where's
0: your what's your Instagram?
1: It's Jessie May Peluso. And
0: if you've listened to Jessie May on this show like five times now, you obviously love her unique and endearing comedy stylings. <laughs> don't act. Don't passively follow her on social media. Actively follow her. Make a, make it your business to say, does she have tour dates? Let me yeah. let me put it in my calendar when she's coming to town. If you can't make it, you can't make it. But if you can. Go. Obviously, you're going to enjoy her show. You love her here. She's, uh, she's America's sweetheart. She's the people's champion. have
1: a fun fucking time. And
0: you're very approachable. And then go see her afterwards and say, uh, if you want to know how to help me with the show, go up to Jesse May and say, I love the show tonight. You're more beautiful in person than you've ever so come across cute. on the radio. And I am here because I heard you on the Tully show. That you is, told me I looked adorable
1: today. I mean, you didn't say that, but that's how I interpreted it.
0: I said adorable with my, with my inside
1: you said boys. I didn't know you had freckles, and I said, I "Didn't know you had freckles."
0: I, you look so great today.
1: I look. That's what you said. You said I look so great today.
0: I've never seen you look better. I rested. Mm-hmm. I rested. I love undercover freckles. Yeah, my wife has undercover freckles. I knew, like her, I knew her. I knew her for like five years before I realized she had freckles.
1: Asian freckles.
0: Just the tiniest little.
1: That sounds just, like what they call sprinkles.
0: They are, That's you took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> It's like just tiny little cupcake <laughs> sprinkles on like her nose and the the insides of her, like the nose side of her cheek. It's so cute. If
1: you were like 10 years older, that'd be so weird and creepy. Like if you were what? like a, a mature man, you know, like in his late 50s, early 60s. And Delighting you said that. Delighting in my wife's
0: sprinkle yeah, freckles.
1: And you're like cute Asian wife sprinkle freckles. What's Asian got to do with it, it? A lot. I guess you're right. A lot. I know. Can we talk about your shirt? What yeah. is this something you got for Christmas?
0: No, I've had my evil dad shirt. <laughs> I think this advertises the world what I'm trying to throw out there.
1: <laughs> it does fit your vibe for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um it's cute. It's cute. Yes. It's it's nerd on a You have a, to
0: read me carefully.
1: Yeah. It's nerd on a like a real cult level. I respect it. I respect it. Do you know
0: what I like about it is I never the same as my um uh Yolandi Visser shirt. She's the chicken Deant Are you familiar?
1: All those words you said sounded like Japanese to me.
0: They're <laughs> South, they're, I don't know how you say it, it's like, it's like Afrikaans, like it's the oh, yeah, South right. African dialect, right, like right, District right. 9 shit. That makes sense. They're the hip hop act from there and a from lot of District people, 9? No, from the same area. Oh, that, okay. Like, do you ever see uh, uh, Chappie?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I did it, but I saw the poster.
0: Right. So the guy who made <laughs> District 9, his next movie was with DeAntford because they're oh. so a simpatico vibe. So it was, a, it was a robot, and it was the guy and the chick from DeAntford, and the chick has I just got see. this very iconic thing about her. And I love that when I wear that shirt, a lot of people that I would expect to react to it, react to it, but it's amazing. People I would never guess would be on the DeAntford or the Evil Dead. Interesting. Tip. Shirts
1: yeah. can start and spark conversation. Like, I did a... Um, I went to this youth center, my friend's place, and
0: um, your friend runs a youth center.
1: No, it's called my friend's place. It's oh, a I see. it's a youth center for homeless like some, youth. Uh-huh. And actually, some facts of life shit here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miley Cyrus donated uh, money and resources to build a music room there. But that's that's you know just a, a little detail because she's a very generous person. I was there, and, I think and if
0: not a philanthropist, Miley Cyrus.
1: Yeah. I, also, I think philanthropy should be a part of your process if you are in the 1%.
0: It should just be a given.
1: If you have all that cash flowing, yeah. let's give a little bit back. But- I
0: think I think philanthropy shaming... Has become a thing.
1: Did I just shame someone? No, but did I, I? Is that what I just did? I think
0: that what you're saying is you're you're right in the zeitgeist. I think that among, enough one percenters or point one percenters or point oh one percenters have taken that billionaire pledge. I'm going to give away all my money. Yeah, that it's kind of at that tipping point. Right, where it's where not it gets just like, too much. It's not just like oh, you're cool that you're rich and you're doing that. It's more like oh, you're rich and you're not doing that. You're you're uncool. an asshole. Yeah, I think we are getting there. You know what's next? Get ready for it. It's going to change everything. What? flight shaming flight shaming We've is already flight like... shamed. No, but flight shaming is about to get real big. Like I I honestly flight shamed myself this week.
1: Wait, before we get into that, because I need yeah. to know what it is. I want to okay. tell you about what <laughs> Wait, were what are you
0: saying that we're doing it and yeah. you don't know what it is? Yeah, we're going to get into it. Right, I'm making lists this time, so you, Make got, lists you because- you got Miley. I've already got I'm already like two topics behind. Yeah. But flight shaming is where it's not cool to brag about how you're flying all over the world in jet setting. It's embarrassing that you're taking unnecessary flights when you consider the carbon implications. Because you can throw away all your little you no know, no straw for me, please. I'm fine. I got one yesterday. No, I don't need a plastic bag. I've crocheted this little sack at home. I made my own kangaroo pouch that I wear on my body. I don't need a plastic bag. I'm saving the earth. See you guys later. I'm flying to Tahiti. You I just would see. undid every single one of your <laughs> fucking straws and bags from here until eternity. I want to see your kangaroo pouch. I'm working on it. I want to see it. Not the craftiest guy. You? I'm an evil dad. I'm not a crafty (laughs) one.
1: Okay, wait. So back to the evil dad shirt.
0: Okay.
1: I wore shirt two. I I wore shirt in the hopes of it engaging these kids because I was like in my mind. I don't know how I would communicate with homeless youth. I was a little nervous. I'd never been in a uh, a homeless shelter before or a center. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted like a icebreaker. And so I wore two. There's a time and a place
0: for a fuck me stupid shirt.
1: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I wore my Tupac, this really cool, like, shirt that my sister bought me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I wore it there, and Uh-oh. every kid commented on oh, it. Oh, they liked it. They loved it. They didn't it. think you
0: were trying to stand and deliver them? No. They didn't think you were trying to dangerous mind something?
1: No. Them. They- <laughs> <laughs> this is Michelle Pfeiffer, bitch, giving me sneakers. <laughs> I pulled this chair backwards and coolio. We all speak
0: the universal language of hip hop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're spending most of our time living in regressive paradise. That's my version of it. Wow. So wait, I you know, have you heard of um, Jennifer Yaniv? Nope. On the web, Mm-mm. Oh, I, I got deep into a rabbit hole on Twitter yesterday. You guys should look her up. Go, uh, do How a, would
0: one spell Yaniv?
1: Y A N I V. And it's a transgender individual mm-hmm. who is accused of taking advantage of that fact and um, having uh, going after people uh, and, and doing lawsuits against people because they aren't, you know, uh, LGBTQ enough. and they aren't woke enough. Uh-huh. And that's, to your point, people are sort of going deep into that space of taking advantage of a movement for their own personal and financial gain where they're causing uh, lawsuits against businesses. Yeah. And he, I guess she wanted to get her balls whacked, I, waxed. I, I, there's so much vernacular evolving that I feel like every time you say she, he, or whatever, someone's going to get offended. So this dude who's a woman has nuts. Well, that
0: cleared it right up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got name? balls. What, what's her name? Jennifer need Just say Jennifer. Jennifer, thank you. Jennifer has balls.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and she wanted to get, okay. I guess she wanted to get her balls waxed. Right. It's a really interesting situation because it's a real twenty
0: (laughs) twenty kind of news story.
1: (laughs) I just kept scrolling at all these people who are like in the community, the transgender and LGBTQ community, and going after her because Mm -hmm. they're saying that she's a bad omen or a bad seed for actual transgender people who are trying to get through society
0: it's just about the worst enemy that that community has and a traitor in your midst is so much you're well aware that there are evil forces out there you know evil rich brothers who like giving money to weird causes and stuff like that um you know from behind their gilded gates but that was poetic thank you we both got some sleep last night isn't it jesus but but uh, it You can have a thousand people towing the line and doing the right thing, and all it takes is one bad apple to become the headline that runs on, well, they said blah, 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 but they just blah, 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 and then all of a sudden, you, you son of a bitch, you asshole, I'm assuming you're right about this Jennifer guy, (laughs) become... The face of the issue. <laughs> I almost spilled my hot tea. <laughs> Become the face of the issue for the opposition. It's such a fucking 100%. thing A hundred percent, and
1: it goes along the lines of the tipping point because a tipping point is both a negative and positive thing. I mean, in in you know a uh, trend aspect it's great mm-hmm. when your video hits the tipping point when your you know movement hits the tipping point whatever when your whatever it is mm-hmm. you get more eyes on something you you sell stuff but in this sense it becomes a tipping point of uh society and the behavior of society
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, well and and we're all—I forget where I read this. You've probably seen the same kind cereal of cereal box factoids floating around. I don't think I got this from Fruit Loops, but oh, great choice. It's very easy. Like once we settle our opinion, our position on something, yeah. it is incredibly hard to move us off of it. Every single person listening right now, assuming most people are at least mildly of one political stripe or the other, there's a thing. That some guy or lady, but probably guy from the other side, strongly believes that you fucking hate. Yeah, that's fucking true, dude. Yeah, both sides. This goes for absolutely everybody. Like the thing you hate is true. And when you are looking to hold on to your opinion, you will, you will any any shred that lets you hold on to that. You know, if you have some weird ingrained subconscious put in you when you were a kid bias against gay people, transgender people, whatever. It it it's it's. It gives so much life to the virus yeah, of that bias it to really see does. the one story Oof. on Fox News or Breitbart that's like, well, they say they want blah, 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 but yep. these girls just blah, blah, blah. That's it's why so I think- It's so goddamn dangerous.
1: Um, I, w- I did uh, Jason Ellis's High and Dry podcast. You did? Yeah, and um, I told Ellis that I thought he was an important voice for that community because he uh, embodies not your typical right. archetype not your typical representation of someone who's bisexual or someone who's you know I don't know as he, he just to me is an important voice in that community and for those people because he is such a unique individual and has lived on every side of the coin when you consider the addiction and in mm-hmm. his history Well right and then he, break, uh, he breaks the mold mm-hmm. and probably has broken your butt me times. personally,
0: <laughs> we're not friends like that. But like, he you loves know, you. Uh, uh, the feeling is mutual. But you know, the, um, the, like when you have people are anti, I hate to, it's not about gay. It's about all kinds of things. But since we're on that subject, people are anti gay and then they have like a gay kid and then all of a sudden they completely all of a sudden, oh, yeah. change their tune. Right. Jason's like behind enemy lines for a lot of people. Yeah, he is. So and he's to be like surprised.
1: He's a man. It's like, but
0: wait, I like this guy. Therefore, yeah, for sure. He's sure. the
1: type of dude that bros would be like, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking Jason Ellis. And Jason Ellis is like, yeah. I can't tell yeah. you how
0: many bros I have literally seen do that. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Are you Are you fucking with me? No. Are you placating? We had like
0: 19 Ellis manias. Yeah. We're basically like, bro. Yeah. Dude,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking A, bro. Sure. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, God, bro. Yeah, bring it in. Fucking A. Fucking A. <laughs> That's my wife. I'm just like, Ugh. fuck her. Fuck my she wife. She knows. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh,
1: bro, you're so hardcore. I want to fuck you right now. I think he's like so important.
0: Yeah, I agree. He really, really is. I agree. Uh, it's a fun time to see so many people freeing their minds.
1: It really is. How's, how's the whole book thing going? Speaking of freeing your mind. I, I put the link on my, um, on my uh, podcast. Did you? Yeah, in the description, oh, that so peeps could just clink weird. and buy.
0: Clink and buy. It's going well. There was, I, I think, as I think I found out the day that I saw you last time, a couple of typos, and that was sort of troubling. Oh, to that's me. right. We but, were, we were right. But I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. I haven't heard any bad things about it. I've heard good things about it. I feel like it's good. It, yeah. It feel. I, I honestly look at it more from the point of view of the of the work. Like I really enjoy working i really enjoy finding it. it's a very 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 big project and to see it through all the way to the end and then to go yeah that came out kind of the way i expected it to. right and that's something that happens like i think with stand-up for example like you you in the beginning, you try so hard and you're like, you throw away so much shit. And you refined it so much. You're like, well, this must be good. But then you look back at it a couple of years later and you're like, I was still terrible. Yeah. Well, I thought the first book that I did was good. And I look back at it and I'm like, I would have changed that. I would have changed that. Now, when I look back on this one in 10 years, I might feel the same way. But I am getting better. That's I evolution. Like, I feel like it's a good, solid piece of work. And I'm very happy that I didn't fuck it up. And How
1: long I, did you work on it?
0: It's hard to say because I always had to do it on the side, in the shadows, in In between times and babies. Most of last year, it was my primary focus when I wasn't doing my main job. So it it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And there was weekends and nights and I got to go to bed. Let me just do five more pages kind of shit, you know. What would you say for like
1: someone who wants to write a book? mm -hmm. What's the how do you start? What's the first step?
0: Well, I just have my method and I guess I don't know if it's there's other ways to do it. You just start dumping, or are you thinking of writing a book?
1: I have started a mm-hmm. process, but I'm interested in what your right. process is. Well, you was. don't
0: start with, and this is the same as screenwriting, you don't start with like, there I was, standing in upstate <laughs> well, New York. Well, I gotta York, go, I gotta go. Counting my freckles.
1: Can I just have to go get to my laptop and delete some you stuff? Just,
0: <laughs> you just... Counting my fucking <laughs> freckles! You don't start. You don't. You don't start with page one. You just start dumping, dumping, dumping. I got to have this. I got to have this. And then you start kind of um, like, what's it, Plinko? Right. You start going, well, this kind of goes in this Uh silo and that kind of goes in that Uh silo. And maybe you go there. Maybe it's a chronological silo. Maybe it's a thematic silo. And then you just it it becomes sort of like doing a, a, a jigsaw puzzle. You get enough of the picture that you can kind of see the whole thing, and then you figure out what your beginning, middle, and end is. And so what is, you just start. What is your through line? It's Starting is not hard. People make it much harder than What's it needs to be. What's the hardest
1: part of it? For you, now that you're on the other end of it, you finished it, what was the hardest part of- uh, Oh, just
0: the boring the boring shit is the when you have to go technicalities. through- Technicalities. And, and, and I'm using that word, redundantly, and I'm got cleaning up typos and shit like yeah. that. Just start dumping it all out. That's the the fun part is in the very the very beginning of it and the, like, I, I want to say the very end, like when you're done. Yeah. The best part is when, <laughs> the best part is, is when, when you're done. When you fucking finish. And then I just get itchy to just start working on another big project. You get itchy? You know? Metaphorically itchy. Oh, okay, I was going to say. I have so many things I want to do. If I could just divide myself in, in like, three people, there's just, I, I've... For every project I finish, there's three more I'm interested in. Yeah, I'm the
1: same way, and I am just talking about that.
0: And then I wake up in the middle of the night freaked out about all the things that I'm not doing. Same. Because what I'm trying to do is not humanly possible for me to do. I saw some quote yesterday or the day before from John Wooten, who's this big inspirational basketball coach, coached UCLA in the 60s. They won like 30 years in a row or something. That's weird.
1: My first boyfriend was Randall Wooten. Really? Yeah. Maybe
0: they were related. Was he inspirational?
1: He was very
0: inspirational. Did he teach you anything about the post-up game?
1: No, he taught me a lot about um, deep, deep jazz.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. How deep are we talking here? Bung hole deep. Like the stuff where it's like you're not even sure Keith if they're still making Jarrett music? Keith Jarrett shit. I don't even know who that is.
1: Exactly. That's some deep. Mm-hmm. Keith Jarrett is, anybody who likes jazz, if they like Keith Jarrett, that's they're going to be like, yeah, that's deep. That's like in the anal cavity inside. Right. Don't
0: date that guy. Did he play <laughs> jazz or did he just go, did he just put vinyl played, on and go, he's... Jesse,
1: Jesse, shh, 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 shh. He never shushed. First of all, just, no man I've ever wait. wait seen. Hold on, just shush.
0: he's about to do the thing. <laughs> <He> <laughs> Nobody would, did that farting noise before would, Keith Jarrett.
1: Uh, he actually, yeah. so you know Keith Jarrett.
0: I think I can probably <laughs>
1: guess. That's what he does, and his he while he plays Keith Jarrett goes. <laughs> it's really oh, so that's annoying.
0: not an an instrumental noise. No, he would, that's
1: his. He I, just, it must be coming. I think he it conjures. He conjures it in his taint, and it escapes from his mouth. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's a taint based noise. But Keith Jarrett's catchphrase was, um, but my I'm still friends with Randall. He's actually in the touring Blue Man Group. He's a percussionist. He's an amazing musician.
0: Oh really? Huh.
1: Yeah. He was a self-taught drummer. He was playing like, um, uh, what was that band with a huge, huge drum set? You're a musician back in Rush.
0: Yes. The guy just passed away this week. He did. Yeah. Neil Pert. Just- Neil
1: Pert. Oh. I mean, he was very influential in the in the percussion industry.
0: Very influential in the Blue Man Group industry. <laughs>
1: But back to Wooten, Richard Wooten.
0: Yeah. Who's your just guy? Just uh, John Wooten that, that, like, if you, basic, I, I'm going to paraphrase, I copied it for myself, but, like, if you just go to sleep at night knowing that you've tried as hard as you can, as smart as you can, you just have to live with the results. Do you? And for the most part, no, I don't. I, wake I mean, up, I wake, fuck, every time I wish a, it were that easy. Every time a baby asks for a bottle at three o'clock in the morning, she goes back to sleep and I just sit there going, what the fuck, dude?
1: Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you Don't you ever? Doing. You ever wake up in the middle of the night? I know you just said this before, but you panic about all the things you need to do.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, and I've looked it up, like what, what that really is—obsessive compulsive. I guess so. Did you it's just like noise? you let your guard down. You know, it's. I, I think I'm starting to notice. I think that there's an overarching issue that I have with with life. I, I think the same reason why <laughs> I wake up,
1: just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, what? But
0: a lot of my different. Issues or or quirks or whatever are all kind of interrelated mm-hmm. um like you know I don't smoke weed because when I do, I've noticed that there's lots of like bad thoughts that I have that have like i don't they don't occur to me out of nowhere. It's more like they've been hiding in the shadows of my mind, and when I get high, it's like. Oh, right. You know that thing that you don't really think about? Yeah. You should be more freaked out about that. It has really, a way of really, unleashing some really, trauma. Think about, really think about that. Too. And it's not, and yes, and I, I know that you don't mean it like this, but I want to be clear. I don't mean I, demons that might, you know, like PTSD or, you know, like, hey, man, you were in Afghanistan. Don't forget the shit you did there. <laughs> were you?
1: Jesus. No, it wasn't. Like, little Mark. You mar- get more uh, badass every time I come
0: in here. I rock. I you kill. You rock. You You kill. <laughs> Little marginal, little marginal shit, you know? And then I think it's the same thing that in the middle of the night, I, I'm beginning to realize that I keep myself busy enough during the day that I keep shit at bed. Yeah. And I'm just whack a as many things as I can. Yes. But in whack a as many things as I can, I'm allowing myself to not think about the things that I cannot whack a mole. Yes. And I think weed in the middle of the night are when my guard goes down.
1: Well, it, it I would offer a, opinion on that mm-hmm, because please. i am in that same realm mm. mind wise mindset um it quiets things and my my boyfriend made a really good point the other sleeping day. quiets things sleeping quiet things weed quiets things and when things are quiet mm-hmm. your brain creates problems because it's always trying to solve something yeah and it also when it's quiet your brain goes oh like you said hey mm-hmm. this thing that you haven't dealt with let me just pull out this drawer and open up these six folders about the thing that happened to you when you were five. Right. And let's just sit here for an hour and think about it. Right. And, you know, my boyfriend said, he goes, you are I've never met somebody like you who's so comfortable in chaos. It's the quiet that freaks you out.
0: Yeah, I've known people like you. You tend to get one or the other. Yeah. The example that I always use, and I'm probably way off here, is there's this guy... Travis Pastrana. He's a very, very famous sandwich. X Games athlete. Oh, okay. He's one of the greatest, like, moto riders of. I love a Pastrana sandwich. Of ever. I've always been more of a corned beef guy, personally. W- what? A dad witch. They're the fucking Evil same. Evil dad witch. They're the same
1: thing. <laughs> no, it's not. They're versus. Everybody will the same. settle this no, I debate.
0: I don't need my. Corned
1: meat. beef versus Pastrana.
0: Yeah, I know which one the world prefers, and the world is wrong. I don't. I don't like smoking. The world is wrong. I don't like smoky shit. I don't like smoked fish. I don't like smoked cheese. I don't
1: either. It's. Gro- I don't well, like. That's pastram- s- isn't
0: pastrami smoked? I think that's the difference. Why don't
1: we smoke it with marijuana? Might be better. Yeah. The
0: world is wrong. Should be your next book title. I don't think we Tully. need to combine. I got you. I don't think we need to combine <laughs> food and weed anymore. We've already overdone it.
1: Have we? Have yeah. you been to Lowell Cafe? I don't need to. <gasps> I want to break you of this I don't want to marijuana fear. I don't want to it's it's not wait, you don't eat the weed. You can't eat the weed. I
0: don't uh, want to do that.
1: At Lowell Cafe. I don't want to do that. Will you let me finish my sentence? I love
0: nachos and I love a good pale ale. You know what I you know you know what I drunk. I love
1: I do- nachos. I love a good pale. What is You know what, what this, I don't need?
0: You know what I don't need is, is nachos doused in pale no. ale. I've got I'm pretty busy but I've got enough time to consume them separately. I agree. Yeah.
1: That's like white trash. Snack. I'm saying at Lowell Farms, the, mm-hmm. you can either combine the weed in the food, yeah. or they have a cannabis waitress that comes out, waiter, waitress, orders. You take your can they take your cannabis order, and then they have a very delicious menu that they have prepared by right. a very amazing culinary chef, like a chef. Yeah, this woman is uh like one of the most successful marijuana chefs there are, but she's also just wow, a regular such a crowded chef. Field. <laughs> it is a crowded field, yeah. but the food there is delicious. That's great. You don't have to be high to enjoy it. I'm in favor of
0: that place. I think there should be many more like them.
1: Why don't we go together? Why don't we do like a okay. non-work? You want to be friends? Friendship date. Uh-huh. Where I'll get high and yeah, then you can, you can eat the food and you'll see that it's not the marijuana dictating the quality of the food. And I'll just I'll go shove a grilled cheese in my face. I'd like to go. Okay.
0: Yeah. Somebody gave me a weed product that's like a syrup. That I'm supposed that they said you can't it can't mess you up like you just can't get weird on it. And okay. Also, and also, as I'm sure I've mentioned to you before, I bought some actual marijuana bud at a dispensary across the street, and that lady swore that that shit would. We People are me lying up. to you. Well, I'm gonna test it. My wife and children are going to be on a different continent for three weeks, and that's my time, oh, yeah. that's my time to experiment. I You're going to go
1: home and visit mom?
0: Yeah, I have so much shit that I have to do, and I'm going to set aside a night or two because I don't want them to be within a thousand miles of me if it goes wrong. Nothing's
1: going to happen. But if
0: it goes right, then I can just start doing that when they get back. Because I'm using, like, drugs because pussy—like, I'm using man Jesus, drugs.
1: you're really unraveling I'm using this man
0: drugs because <laughs> pussy drugs don't work for me.
1: What does that mean? You're like, like, Tylenol is a pussy
0: drug? No, weed is a pussy drug that I can't handle, so I have to. It, go to oh, the- it's a
1: pussy drug in the sense that in the realm of the like the drug. Nobody ever industry. threw away their
0: life because right. of marijuana. There's a reason why right. it's on the, well on the way to, to normalization legalization. And, and legalization. Yeah. and since it doesn't work for me, I have to take drugs that do wreck people's lives. Would <laughs> and just hope that they don't wreck mine.
1: Would that's also Tully. Uh That's a great movie script idea. The wife goes away.
0: Mm -hmm. And I get into hard drugs. And you
1: just, like, you're, for whatever the catalyst is, Uh you get into hard drugs for three weeks and she comes back. And whatever that thing is, that's a thing. That's so, so. Junkie dad. Yeah. Evil dad. You could just call it evil dad. Soccer junkie. Evil dad? Uh Come on. Yeah. It's so fun.
0: That's the one thing I finally freed myself from. I don't get upset anymore that I'm not writing movie scripts. I just couldn't crack that. I could not crack that particular chestnut. I'm just
1: starting. I'm, like, going to be going draft one. I just finished a treatment, Mm -hmm. and I have a meeting tomorrow with uh, the movie house to start a script. That's really exciting. And I'm terrified. Really? Yeah. Can I help? I would love it.
0: I would love to help. Yeah, especially with then and, and Just like that, I'm back in.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You can totally come in the right. Because I room. really
0: feel like I, um, th- maybe I'm insane. I've tried to write movies. That's for sure. By myself, and I, I'm not oh, I. Like... I'm not saying I can't do it. I have friends who do do it. I'm sure if you put a gun to my head, I could figure out a way to crack it. It's something me
1: look at my bag. Radio
0: has. I got something in here. Radio has come to me relatively easily. Music, because as I mentioned last time, I do rock. Came to me fairly <laughs> easily. There's other things like stand-up I'm not natural at, but I know if I devoted myself to stand-up, I could There's get, something
1: appealing about you.
0: I could get pretty good about, I could get pretty good at stand-up. It, it, movie writing is just not something, it, I would have to work incredibly hard to, I get, also think- to get good at it, but I also feel like you could put me in the room with really, really like people who know what they're doing, Yeah, and I could make some suggestions that they'd be like, dude, Thanks a lot. Very good idea. Yeah. I know I can't write movies. I know I can help write movies. I
1: think that's a great skill to have. And yeah. I feel the same way. Like I there's no way I could sit alone and write this script. I did the treatment.
0: I have a friend who does it. It's I there's terrible. no way I could. It's horrible. It
1: sounds like some shit He's like miserable.
0: Craig if you're listening, get out.
1: Craig, open a window, bro. <laughs> Water the fern. Mm-hmm. Like it it feels like something that like one of those classic authors would do and just drive themselves insane, like a Bukowski or like, you know, someone, someone like, um, I don't know, uh, who, See, who Bukowski, else?
0: Is I- interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, your thought, no, no. but I have these little reminder inspirational things I have uh, on a loop on my laptop. Yeah, Bukowski says, um, "What is it? Writing is hard, typing is easy." I didn't. I like pretty much like. Writing is a pain in the ass. I don't write. I just type. Interesting. Which is great if you can be Charles Bukowski, but I've tried just typing, and it but sucks. But it also
1: goes back to the point of view about writing the book. You just, just type. Just start. Yeah. Like, that's, you know... Well, it's
0: easier when somebody else is giving you the story. Yeah. I'm good at that.
1: Yeah. you well, like, like a little secretary? You just sit at a desk and type?
0: A little sexy stenographer?
1: Do you have... <laughs> I just pictured you with a cardigan with the yeah. button only buttoned at the top, with like a a cicada, like a like a nice button, like a nice cicada brooch. Let
0: me read that back to you, Mr. Jericho.
1: Oh God, you just you're the court stenographer for Jason Ellis' trial.
0: Yeah, it's a skill in and of itself, but it's not the hard part.
1: No, the hard part is, is the, the talent and the and, and the drive to get it done.
0: But yeah, well, having, having the fucking story is the hard part.
1: I yeah, but. I think you can make...
0: If you give me the raw shit of Star Wars, I could probably arrange it in a way that makes some sort of logical sense, but... It'd probably be terrible. But coming up... Thank you. But coming up with... No, I was a question. Hmm? I
1: wasn't telling you. I said it'd probably be terrible. Like I went up at the end. That was a question.
0: No, I mean if you say, well, there's just gonna be there's gonna be like this bad guy, but it turns out he's like his dad. Spoiler alert: if You haven't seen Star Wars, and what? And and you know he's I from, gotta go. He's from like this desert planet, but they end up like on this like huge star planet thing. Like I can probably go. Oh well, maybe they should. Find him on the Desert Star and tell him he's a Jedi. Oh and then he's, yeah, you know, like I'm saying, like when you, but it's when easy you do, when you
1: know the story, Tully.
0: It's easier if you tell me the raw bits for me to arrange it in a way that makes logical story yeah. sense. Particularly movies. Movies are fucking crazy. I don't think most people realize. I'm going to keep hammering this point home until it's no longer true, <clears throat> or everybody stops listening. That movies follow such a fucking formula. It is so crazy. I feel Save like the cat. I feel like you saved the cat. Exactly. It's a, everybody should read, it's a formula. Everybody should read Save the Cat even if you have no interest in, in writing screenplays. It's, it
1: makes you appreciate movies for the technicality aspect and you can follow them and
0: understand the story beats. And just that the thing that I find, I think most people find very satisfying about it is you already know. I'm talking to everybody listening to this. You already know every beat. Yes. That every movie you've seen follows, you just don't know it. Yep. Right. I always
1: look, I'm always like, what's going to happen in 10 or 12 minutes? Right. Or when it starts, Mm -hmm. I'm always like, and now I'm like, what's the thing?
0: The brush with death. Yep. Like, it's crazy.
1: What's the catalyst? What's the change? What's the save the
0: cat moment? Yep.
1: What's the save the cat moment? And it's, it's once you read it, you can almost, you know the the Mm -hmm. line in the script. You're like, that's that's the save the cat moment.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. I think it's fun to, to learn that stuff. And I feel like most people, for example, sort of are aware of like how songs work, for example. Yeah. If I say, hey, you know the chorus of Hey Jude. Right. People know what the chorus is. Hey Jude. Probably that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, movies are, if anything, more formulaic than pop songs Do you are. love movies? I would say that I do, although I don't really watch. Do you not go the... out to them? I would love to. But you're busy. But I don't. It cost me money to leave my house. Yeah. I brought my baby to the new Star Wars. I put up a Twitter poll, and it you was like
1: fucking asshole.
0: That was about thirty five percent of the. That's people. it. Yeah.
1: Well, the other sixty five percent have done it, and there you guys are assholes.
0: Star Wars, the new one. Okay, let me explain. I don't explain uh, yourself. I'm not Lucy. defending myself. I'll just let you. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. It was always my plan to let my wife and my son go see it together. It came out, we were in Europe, and so it was actually playing around the corner from us in France, but it was playing in French. My son's French. He's a beautiful kid. His French is fucking horrible.
1: Oh, I thought you said your son's French. I'm like, shit, you're just picking up kids all over the world? You got your <laughs> wife in Japan, you got your son in France. I love Jean-Luc
0: as much as any of my other children. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> he loved Star Wars. He was excited. It wasn't, it came out when we were gone. The, my plan was always, you two go see it the Sunday after we get back. We get back on a Saturday. And then the next Monday, the next day, I'll go out after we put the kids to bed. Cause, and you guys just can't spoil anything for me until I go see it. And when it came down to it, I thought they'd go to a 10 a.m., and 11 a.m. It was a, like a 9, 15 a.m. showing of Star Wars. Ugh. And the movie's been out for like two or three weeks at this point. Jesus. So my wife is just like, we're all up. We're all jet lagged. She's just like, why don't you just just bring the baby? What? It's a so terrible I put up a, wife. So I put up... Smart though, I put up her. I put up a Twitter poll, and two thirds of the people base almost said that it was okay. And a lot, I of, guess, it's okay because the time and a lot of. I think that's everything. Yep. It's a Sunday it's morning. The, time. the movie's not. Go it, ahead. And I wouldn't have done it opening weekend of Star Wars, where even Sunday morning yeah, might be the first right. time you this could get a exception. ticket. Everybody's had a chance right. to see this, and a lot of the blowback that I got, even from the thirty to forty percent, seemed to be, "You're that asshole is going to let your baby cry in the theater?" And like, hell no. She makes noise for more than a couple seconds. Wait, like, you we're, punch we're, her? We're, she's fucking done for. We're just making a new baby. <laughs> so, like, she did. At a certain point, nobody was sitting anywhere near us, so when she was, she was crawling around on chairs, and then I bought the commemorative popcorn <laughs> tin, which is made out of, like, tin or something you shut her in it she just kept putting it over her head it was fucking <laughs> hilarious and just like smearing popcorn grease in the 360 degrees around her head it was so cute and it would have been distracting had there been people sitting like right next to us but nobody was in with, within like three rows of us and she did cry at a certain point and i took her outside until she fell asleep and then i brought her in she slept to the end that's of the movie. okay that 9 She is fine at 9 30 she did fine. make at she did that's make fine. for a couple I seconds i take it back and i feel bad for those people because even that is too much but I, they're, I agree they're but... fucking
1: you know what you're all fucking assholes for getting up at 9.30 to go see a movie.
0: I agree. So, yes, I, I do love movies. I just don't, I haven't seen everything everybody else has seen because I always, like, the last movie I was watching was um, The Road to Utopia starring Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. What? Yeah. Uh,
1: as you sip out of your Yeti. <laughs> is that an old movie? Yes. <laughs> Bing Crosby hasn't been around Bob for Bob Hope's not working decades. much anymore. Bob Hope, he's a little stinky these days. Yeah. I saw, why did you see that movie, first of all?
0: Something about when I take man drugs that I- What drug did you take? Kratom. Who? Kratom.
1: What the fuck is that?
0: It sounds le- like a
1: crayon you melt in the microwave. They
0: need to rebrand it because the, the name is not going Kratom? anywhere. I imagine it's really pronounced Kratom. Oh, fuck. Suppose It's legal for now heroin. Vicodin. What? Yeah.
1: When did you hurt yourself that you got Vicodin? No, it's legal. It's from where?
0: From you can buy it in head shops
1: that doesn't sound legal
0: it is for now they're, Kratom? Work, they're working on it. you can buy it in a head shop
1: what in what um capacity does it come pill it's liquid a pill.
0: it's like um Like it's, a white
1: pill like a solid white pill no
0: no 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 it's got the a capsule
1: a capsule okay, so it's granular it's got the
0: dust in there it's almost like- like eating like weed shake what, and in what's a the
1: what what is the property of it?
0: What do you mean by prop? Like, like, what, what does it do?
1: It, it, yeah. Is it a suppressant? Is it a it's an opiate. stimulant? It's, oh, okay. So it yeah. is an opiate.
0: But it has like a stimulant thing to it, too. It's great. It's like taking a pill and doing a couple bumps.
1: And, and is but, that and healthy you get... for you?
0: I mean, so far, so good.
1: It sounds like a very bad drug. Well, Opiates, I don't know if you've heard, aren't doing so well for I the don't know if people. you heard
0: me eight minutes ago when I was saying, I wish I could just do the pussy legal drugs, but they do- I like them, but they don't like me. This is a drug that I found that on a Saturday night- what does it do? I can have a beer. You've, you've never taken a Vicodin.
1: No, I have honestly, and this is the god's honest truth. Mm-hmm. I have smoked like maybe two menthol cigarettes, mm-hmm. and weed. Yeah, and in alcohol, well, I haven't done. Took, you just took like uh, anything. Like, like
0: else. Nine minutes off your life, you know. and You just have to live with that. Really? With menthols, I don't know. That's what they always said. It's every cigarette is X <sighs> minutes. Oh God. So I've never, you know. I I, I have a couple beers, and we make a nice meal at home, and for maybe a half an hour, I'm like, man, things are pretty good when you think about it, and- and then what? And then it kind of wears off and I get tired and I stop drinking and I go to bed. But for some weird reason, it slows down my brain enough that most of the time I'm like, oh, I should just you know keep watching whatever Netflix series I'm watching. And for some reason, after my big night of having like three beers and a scotch and two little pills of Kratom. Jesus, go, you are
1: Bukowski. I
0: go, let me look through the library of what's currently available on Turner Classic Movies and pick one. I like old movies. Yeah, it sounds like old movies. They made a series of road pictures, is what they're called. It's like the Road to Morocco and the Road to. And it's it's Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, and Dorothy Lamour, and they're these very broad comedies where they're like breaking the fourth wall and talking to what? Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Hope broke the fourth wall all the fucking time. Why
1: did I not way, know that?
0: Way ahead of his time. Whoa! Super in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, I watch. super Jim Carrey. E. Th- Wait my, a minute. We yeah. can't
1: blow over the opioids here. Okay. <laughs> What if I told you mm-hmm. I could help you find a marijuana strain? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Get in line. Really? Well, I'll try. I will try it when my wife and children are on the okay. other side okay. of the look. Okay, I've already okay. got. I've already okay. got two, but okay. I welcome you. Can you can give me? 3 I'm gonna give you a little combination. I tried microdosing. It didn't. I didn't care for it. What about
1: microdosing psilocybin?
0: Is that the mushroom thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's- I- that's what I did. I don't really like it. Why? Uh, it made me feel a little sketchy when I was doing it, and it made me feel paranoid. Just not quite right in my skin. It didn't make me feel better. It made me feel worse. And then mm. the next day, I kind of felt like a little bit of a... Hangover? I'm still not right from the day before. And then the third day, I would feel like myself again. But then it was the fourth day. It was time to take the mushrooms again. And I was like, I feel not... I don't like the way I feel two out of three days. And the only day that I like is when it's been two days since I took the shit. It could be the strain is
1: in the milligram. Maybe. Maybe. It's a, it's a very...
0: I say this is somebody who, who loved mushrooms. Not that I, I, I would have done them a bunch had I been able to get my hands on them a bunch. But right. the handful of times that I got them that they were legitimate mushrooms, it's the greatest drug experiences I ever had. So I yeah. had very, very, when I heard about it, because I, I think a lot of times our attitude towards experiences dictates, particularly for myself, the way that they turn out. Yeah. You know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When I heard of microdosing, I was like, "I'm going to seek that out. I'm going to try that because that sounds like that would work for me." I went into it with a great attitude, and it just I don't know, I don't interesting. Yeah, yeah.
1: You might need to do a clinical study, where they lock you in a room for a month and just don't
0: we all? <laughs> I mean, don't we all?
1: Yeah, it would be kind of nice. Like yeah. a sleep. Like I would like to do a sleep study, where somebody just studies my me when I sleep and tell me. Yeah what my problems are.
0: I did one of those. You did? Well they only tell you what your sleep problems are.
1: So what was your sleep problem? They told that me you wake up and they, try and get your
0: They told me I didn't have one. Really? Because I you're snore You're just fucking fine. I snore and my nose is sideways and, and What do you
1: mean your nose is sideways? I don't know. Oh it is a little sideways. Yeah.
0: I got punched one time when I was a kid and I think that's what that's the only thing I can think of. What? I don't remember it even heard it. And they came this way. Must have. First time he hit me I thought he was joking. And then I was like, haha And I was like, oh wait, you you really hate me and then he hit me again, and then somebody pulled him off me.
1: How old were yeah. you? Uh, sixteen. You think that's what the thing—the thing that
0: drove you to rock? I was already <laughs> rocking before that. I think it was my rock and roll attitude that rubbed this straight laced—oh <laughs> my god, mama's boy—the wrong way.
1: You are not. You look straight laced, but every time I come on the show, yeah. I learn just how destroyed you are. I'm not destroyed. You're I'm a, a little. You're a little. Well, I need. To, I need to. Take you take just a- told me you drank scotch and <clears throat> took opioids yeah. before bed every night.
0: I did not say I do that. I every added night. that <laughs> for
1: dramatic prose.
0: It is very very rare. There's maybe like one or two times per year that I would be like, "Whoa, I'm like, I'm like drunk." I never, yeah, I, I don't never like get- getting drunk anymore. It's. There's like I was at my friend's wedding and just sort of as the night went on it was like, Oh, this is gonna be this kind of thing and my wife is off like chain smoking and I'm like, Oh, we're we're rocking here. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> and that was that was great. Like when it it was fun to be drunk that night because <gasps> everything was lined up for us to have right. fun. For me to just be at my house and be like, Whoa, whoa, uh, you know, what was in that? I, I, I how many of these have I had? Oh shit, I'm fucked up and now my head hurts and I'm and I know I'm gonna snore really bad and right. my baby's gonna wake me up in five hours. Like I do I don't, I don't need that. That's the thing. I need my partying to fit into like a real neat package. little neat package at time, and I find these pills are just sort of like, Woo-hoo, I'm rocking and rolling. Okay, is it time to bed now? I see. Yeah,
1: I'm just worried about the convenience of it all. Seems a little too good to be true. When it, something sounds too good to be true, it always is. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, the baby's the problem.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's how I'm living.
1: I want to talk to you about. Oh, we're going to talk about things that you want to talk about for once. Okay. Go ahead.
0: No, we're not going to talk about the thing that the thing that I wanted to talk to you about today was the thing I wanted to talk to you about last time and I've given the up decades. on. Decades. You got your Yeah. You've, <laughs> you've uh you've got your Miley Cyrus thing out. What? Was that what your was that your, your point that you wore a Tupac shirt? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I, that was going. Yeah, it
1: was connected with the it just it made me feel good that my T shirt choice opened mm-hmm. up the conversation like I thought it would to these kids who are you know fucking homeless these kids yeah. are 16 17 years old and they're homeless because they either have a mental illness issue um they're homosexual and their family doesn't agree with that w- whatever the issue is these kids don't have a place to sleep at
0: night it's just ridiculous it's and sh- heartbreaking <laughs> and shame on all of us
1: yeah really shame on on all, on what, all of what, us but
0: what we all what we all throw away and, and, even even the the you know least well off among us what we yes. what we all throw away and what that are people Desperately need.
1: Yeah, and these kids come in and they're these secondhand clothes that they're grabbing like they're brand new. And to see like, you know, them be their day be turned around and them getting new hope because of a hoodie or a pair of sneakers that somebody didn't want and donated to them. It was just was like there were four times where I wanted to just bawl my eyes out because it could be any one of us. It could be anyone. It could be, you yep. know, someone's kid that you know. It's just.
0: Of course. There but for the grace of God go go, we. Yeah. You mentioned something about 40 minutes ago. I don't remember what, but I want to bring this up. A Oh, you said that I was creepy because yeah, you're creepy. my wife is a sprinkly Asian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The, 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 I just saw a
0: thing on. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, it's just, I mean, that wasn't verbatim, but we'll stick with it.
0: You just mm. called your wife a sprinkly Asian. I'm pretty sure that's a slur. I'm pretty sure I'm saying what you said. Okay. Uh, well. So maybe maybe you need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing on Reddit the other day where some guy was uh. set- you fucking
1: asshole!
0: Everybody keeps calling me that. Why is that? <laughs>
1: because you're you're rocking more. You're let you're
0: true. You're Dude, gonna... This is what I need. This is what I really really need. Because I you're used to rock. Colors. I used to rock really really hard. And this is. I saw a shaman and he told me this. And oh it's fucking fuck a shaman! Now. Yeah.
1: You do not know about my shaman. I have a, this vision that you're yeah. going to turn into Jason Ellis, and Ellis is going to. You guys are going to morph oh, across really? each other. We'll just high five
0: when we pass each other. And
1: he's going to become this. His be tattoos are going to disappear a gl- to a glory
0: hole. He's on his way to, the, to Barnes and Noble. He's on his way to breastfeed, and you're on your way to a glory hole. No, this guy said that I used to rock, and then at a certain point, I needed to get responsible. So I kind of got responsible. Oh but, fuck that! But that I had when I obviously there is a level of responsibility that is necessary in my oh, life. Okay. But he basically his point was you can be responsible, buddy. But you got to rock. You got to fucking rock. Got to fucking rock. And I feel like it's kind of working. Like, I feel like he put something in me where I am, like, loosening up a he little bit. I do need to rock. His dick in your butt. He didn't put his dick he in my He put mouth. his dick in your butt. It's not about it's that. It's still in there. Our session had been over for minutes when he did that.
1: <laughs> Wait, there was a point before all this. Yeah. This is our problem. You wanted to say something. No, I know exactly what it is. What is it?
0: That your sprinkly Asian wife, <laughs> a guy on Reddit was right. saying that his there's extenuating circumstances, but to cut to the core of it, his wife went to a family member's house and got some mementos of her youth. And one of those things was a picture of her as a teenager, and mm-hmm. she shows it to him. And they're like in their 30s, or whatever photo of 16 year old her, and he's just like, Oh, you were hot. And she got creeped out that he was attracted to a teenager. Well, what do you think about that?
1: There, the problem on one hand is teenagers are fertile, and historically, and if you look at evolution, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be attractive. Mm-hmm. It's a weird conundrum. But are you trying to throw your career down the toilet? No, right now? I, y- no of course you're right. Of course young, you're right. You know, yep. it's the core of all marketing. It's the, mm-hmm. it's just the thing that sort of drives most ships.
0: If there's grass on the field, yeah, right.
1: But it's totally gross and yeah. illegal and uh-huh. harmful to act on that. And if you think it, mm-hmm. it's indicative of something deeper. So but you're I think with this, this chick—I, I think this guy was just one of two things: uh-huh. thinks teenagers are hot, which is weird, or thought his wife was hot as a teenager, which is understandable. And but what's the difference? Well, I'll tell you my—the uh-huh. difference is that. The intent and the um, emotion behind that—he's—he's mm-hmm. he's with his wife. He's like, yeah, you were hot. That's yeah. his wife, right? It's not a sixteen-year-old standing in front of them. It's a memory. It's a—it's no. a—you know—it's a moment that's passed a long time ago. But my initial reaction would have been, oh, well, I'm not fucking hot now.
0: Mm. You know, like you why would were you hot. Choo- why would you choose to take it that way? Well. You were hot, to me, imp- it, th- that's one way of interpreting that statement. Another way of interpreting it is, wow, you have always been hot. Look yes. at you, even back then, you were so cute.
1: He didn't say that.
0: And he in did, my... though. He, he, he did without...
1: You were, Uh uh-huh. was the indicative word. And it's my own projection of my insecurity living mm-hmm. in a society where youth is king. Yeah. Especially as a woman. You guys get old and you become distinguished. We get old and we become witches. It's just a part of the process. Right.
0: right. Men get old and they become handsome. Yeah, you guys Women get old. Women get old and they become handsome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good joke, Tully. I just thought you of should that, should keep I it here, think. though. No, you, it's a good joke.
0: It's not bad, right? It's not bad. I'll use that to insult my older audiences. You should. Yeah. It's- I got to get back to doing stand-up. That's the thing that's getting me up at three in the morning. I haven't been on stage in months. Well brother yeah.
1: you gotta get out there well, if you wanna put that accolade before your name
0: I don't claim author it. you don't um, that's, that's... I mean I don't go around telling people I'm a Oh, that's good I tend to say I I either I, I do a little stand up or I've done a little stand up I've that's never good. described myself because I'm not self aware you're very self aware maybe overly so I don't I don't think I'm underly so maybe middly so uh, hopefully properly so that's what I'm aiming for
1: maybe not fully so
0: uh oh <laughs> No, there's no comparison when you do it when you do it every Nothing night. That's the way that
1: compares.
0: Nothing so one more
1: compares thing. to you.
0: Portionade, poor
1: huh? <laughs> oh, poor wow. Sinead. Remember when she? You know what? What? Can Pope we just thing? have a? Can we? Yes. We can have, have a TBT moment.
0: Forty-five seconds.
1: Okay. We thought Sinead was fucking crazy for tearing a photo of the Pope. Right. Boy, were we. Re wrong. Right. wrong. hmm So wrong. She just was ahead of her time.
0: Right. She, she came out a...
1: impassioned mm-hmm. in a buzz cut. You know, I blame the buzz cut. If she had like flowy hair where society it matched society's idea of what a woman should look like. Yeah. She could have ripped the photo. They just would have chopped it up to menstrual angst.
0: I definitely think it's it was then and remains today much harder for a woman to thread the needle of um expressing Anger, outrage what what have you any kind of negative emotion um or a negative opinion? It's very, very hard for a woman to thread the needle in a way where you can't turn around and say, "Well, she's crazy or she's, she's this. emotional. of course there's there's men who get nailed for for being bad messengers when they have a good message. Me. <laughs> I want you to be you.
1: To, to the point we were so wrong she was so right so maybe we shouldn't be so judgmental when people have a hot moment maybe you know it's a little Nosferatu or not Nosferatu who's the guy who
0: no it's Nosferatu you're Nostra, at Nostradamus
1: Nostra, Nostradamus moment mm-hmm. at Queefy May Jesse May Peluso sharp tongue podcast live your truth don't be assholes evil dad 2020 <laughs>